Well, we're going to try something new. You know, every Friday we wrap our episode, we wrap our show with easily the the most popular five minutes of our entire week. Uh, it's an exercise where we blow off a little steam and you send us real emails and, and basically I read them at full amplification so everybody can hear what needs to be heard. But we're going to try something a little bit different in this weekly tradition we call Trash Talk! Yeah, that's right. My good friend Chris Cromwell tweeted this week that somebody was misbehaving behind the wheel. And she was typing out a tweet. And I thought this would be perfect for Trash Talk. But I didn't want to read it. I wanted her to read it. She agreed. And so here she is. The first ever Real Talker debut taking over the mic on Trash Talk. Chris, it's all you. I'm Chris Cromwell, and on Tuesday, I was riding my bike, and a driver intentionally and maliciously hit me with their car. And I'm here to say to a lot of you, stop it. Stop with the pissing and moaning about cyclists. I get it. You're in your feelings. Anyone, how dare anyone inconvenience you while you're pushing your climate-controlled Barca lounger around? But here's the thing. No one cares about your feelings. Driving is a privilege, and you don't have any more right to the road than a human being on a bike. You sound like a bunch of entitled children with your misinformed nonsense complaints. No cyclists don't break the law at a higher frequency than drivers. 25% of cyclists do, in fact, bike year-round, and 30% of cyclists are low-income with few to no transportation choices. My personal favorite, cyclists don't pay road tax. Road tax literally doesn't exist. It's a figment of your imagination. Fees like gas taxes and registration fees, those go to provincial and federal coffers and is not transferred back to cities to pay for roads. You want to know what pays for roads? Property taxes. You want to know who pays property taxes? Everyone. And everyone has an equal right to access the infrastructure that they pay for. And even if none of that was true, people on bikes are just that. They are people on bikes. They're human beings who just want to get to work or school or lunch without being murdered because a driver thinks their convenience is more important than a cyclist's life. This constant complaining and misinformation about cyclists creates space for awful people who are driving cars to justify harming people on bikes. Your words matter. Cyclists aren't criminals or pests or parasites. We're people. And if you can't share the road with us, your driving privileges should be revoked. Yeah, that's Chris Cromwell. Nailed it. I love you, Chris. Have an amazing weekend. Stay safe on the road and make sure you check out Chris's podcast at BIPOCoutside.com. All of you run and subscribe to it right now. She just kicked some serious ass. That was fantastic. (laughs) We might need to make this a thing. She absolutely nailed it. And we're going to wrap with this one from Colleen. All right. Colleen works in ag. As a matter of fact, Colleen is a beef producer and she wrote in after my conversation with Jessica Scott Reed on Canada exporting horses for slaughter, right? You remember that one earlier this week? Go listen to it if you didn't. Well, here's another side of the coin. Colleen says, I feel like Jessica was pushing a narrative and she's very good at it uh, to direct people right into her agenda and it felt manipulative to me. 
the fact that the vast majority of Canadians are so far removed from farm and livestock and where our food comes from is being used to push this agenda. Like many Canadians have never seen up close or, or interacted with farm animals. Most interactions that Canadians have with animals in our urban society are with like house pets, like dogs and cats. It's the way that she says, I think that Canadians think, right? She's, she's bringing out an emotional response from folks that only know a part of a story, an incomplete story. She says, horses are not just companions and pets in Canada. Many people raise them for the purpose of human consumption, like food, and that's okay. It's very nutritious. Just because it's not a social norm in this part of the world, that's no reason to shut down a $100 million business because some activist thinks that the animal in the system is a pet or a companion. They're big animals. They can live into their 30s. Who's going to save or adopt all these horses in the meat sector? She says, then your conversation rolled into vegetarianism and veganism, and that's a personal choice, and that's fine. And I applaud people for living their choices. I'll never tell anybody to consume something they don't want to. And then the conversation rolled into the carbon footprint. Okay, it's the beef we eat that's upping our carbon footprint. Let's not fuck around and call out some of the totally non-essential things we have in our life that are upping our carbon footprint that are not the whipping boy that is beef. As a beef producer, says Colleen, I'm sick to death of the narrative of beef being the downfall of the planet. So here is my no bullshit, super short list of things we can all live without and still be healthy humans. Number one, hot showers. Imagine how much energy is going right down the drain. Not necessary. If we're calling out extras, what about dogs and cats as pets? Clothing, photos, baths, very good food, poo bags, driving them to the dog park. Pets leave a big carbon footprint. Can we live without them? Yes. Do we want to? No. What about crappy toys for kids? How many people have a basement full of cheap plastic toys that are 100% bound for the landfill? Stop at a fast food place, get a plastic wrap toy, fresh shipped from China. They play with it until you get home and then it's already garbage. It's ridiculous, says Colleen. What about redecorating your house? What about ripping out your kitchen for an update? What about all new appliances? Don't fucking kid yourself. This is all ending up in the landfill. What about cosmetics? How much energy is used for the aisles and aisles of cream and lotions and potions that are selling a formula of the fountain of youth. Guess what, folks? You're still going to get old. What about all of our time spent online with these cloud server farms taking up enormous amounts of energy? What about plane trips for a quick trip to Toronto? Not necessary. What's the carbon footprint on fresh imported fruit and veg? You can live a long, healthy life without a bite of fresh papaya. What about lawns? Front lawns? Back lawns? Why not convert it into a food garden? We can double down on lowering your carbon footprint by not shipping lettuce from California during the winter months. What about fashionable clothes? What about the secondhand stores with bags and bags that you're donating because you're keeping up? What a fucking waste! As a beef producer, it's getting old. Being the whipping boy for the carbon footprint we're leaving. If people are so concerned, you can make your own efforts to decrease it, and I've spelled it out for you. Colleen says, by the way, thanks for the opportunity to send in a response. I enjoy Real Talk every day. Often think about emailing you, but I never did until now! Colleen, I love it. Agree or disagree, there's always room at the table for perspective so we can consider what others have and then decide if it's for us. It's the whole foundation of what we do. You can send us your trash talk to talk at ryanjesperson.com. We're looking forward to seeing a whole bunch of you, including the team at Local Environmental out at the Real Talk Pond Hockey Classic tomorrow. Make it a great weekend, and we will see you again right here on Monday.